Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Kellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Kellering, and we're coming to you live, prime time on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions because they have resources that make sense. Well, I'll tell you what. We've had all kinds of loans come out from Washington, D.C. We've had the EIDL. We've had the 3P loans. We've had now the ERTC. And there's a lot of miscommunication going on out there is the fact that it stopped 1231-21. Well, that's not the case. And if you are a small business out there and you had employees in 20 and 21, you paid taxes, you had a loss of at least 20% of your sales revenue, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 858-251-4640. 858 because Moda has a third-party administrator that can go get these funds from you. And let me tell you something. You are looking at top step $7,000 per employee times six qualifying quarters. I don't know about you, but that adds up to $42,000. Looking you in the face right now. Dial 858-251-4640 today and find out about the ERTC. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us toll-free at 877-3-NOWBUZ or go to my businessbuzz.com website spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. Leave me a contact information or a reason why you want to be on my show. Well, shout out to our philanthropic organization up there in the city of Spokane, Chaplain Joseph Havens, Vietnam War veteran, chaplain to over 3,000 U.S. veterans, started a focus called Cookies2Cops.com. Well over a year ago, we're supporting it because he's handing out dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies to your first responders, your men and women in blue, in the cities of Spokane, Seattle, Portland, and he's soon going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's concentrating on the tough areas in this country to help those folks get the approval and the appreciation that they really deserve. So you as a small business right now need to contact them to find out how you can adopt a precinct in your neighborhood right now. Well, shout out to another one of our advertisers, Latip. L-E-T-I-P.com. They are the largest B2B networking organization in the continental United States. 4,500 businesses strong, 220 chapters exploding in the Northeast. If you want to make your business special, if you want to have everybody in the room talking about you, you need to get to L-E-T-I-P.com today and find out how to have your business become a billboard at the next breakfast or lunch sponsored by your local Latip chapter. Well, I'll tell you what, 
Today is almost in a sense like a combination of a visionary memorialization day to a man that I loved and respected, Mr. Jeff Spinard, former CEO, founder of Voice America, passed away the 15th of November. We've lost a great man in IP radio and IP TV Hall of Fame. And today we are, in a sense, going back to a conversation that I had with him a little bit over a year ago where we talked about bringing hosts on Voice America together to basically mix it up and have our audiences listen to us and come out of this particular radio show today knowing two radio hosts and not just one. I'm joined today by Ted Gavin. He's a certified turnaround professional and nationally certified professional mediator. He's a managing director and founder parting of Gavin Salmonese LLC, where he leads the firm's corporate recovery practice specializing in complex bankruptcy matters. Representing debtors and creditors as a financial advisor, asset sale advisor, chief restructuring officer, or in other responsible party roles. He's frequently appointed liquidating trustee, litigation trustee, or plan administrator for post-confirmation liquidating trusts. Mr. Gavin provides expert testimony on asset sale processes under Section 363 of the Bankruptcy Code, Ordinary Coast of Business Defenses, and Preference Litigation, Fiduciary Duties of Management, and other matters related to corporate distress and failure. Ted served as a co chair of the ABI Mid-Atlantic Bankruptcy Workshop from 2009-2014. He writes the Turnaround Tactics blog for Forbes magazine and has written for the ABI Journal, among others. Ted served on the ABI Civility Task Force and the ABI National Ethics Standards Task Force, leading that group's solicitation protocols subcommittee. Ted also hosts Business Disrupted right here on Voice America, a more or less weekly radio show and podcast discussing unappreciated business aspects of everyday things affecting you, the small business out there. Hey, Ted Gavin, co-host, fellow colleague on Voice America. Welcome to Business Buzz. Frank, it is a pleasure to be here. And may I just say, wow, that introduction was breathtaking. It is full of energy. I want to go tear a phone book in half. What are we going to talk about? Well, if we could find a phone book. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you got a robust, incredible bio there. I mean, you've been around the block, man. Forbes magazine. Wow. Tell us a little bit about what that firm of yours does back in the wonderful state of Delaware. So we, you know, we, we have an office in Delaware. Uh, we haven't been there since the pandemic started. Our cases are national. Uh, but essentially what we do is we do two things. We help troubled companies put their troubled pasts behind them and emerge healthier and more profitably into to the next chapter in their future. Or we help already optimized healthy companies kind of be better, either through st strategic planning, acquisition planning, things like that. So uh, on a good day, what we do is we go in and we, we get to save jobs, which one of my mentors called the, the highest lay profession. We save people's jobs. And when we leave, we leave our tools, we leave what we've done behind, and the company is able to move forward in a, in a back-to-normal status, out of corporate distress, with a, a healthier and more profitable path forward. And on a bad day, we become your tour guide to alternatives to failure, be they restructuring through Chapter 11, restructuring out of court, a sale process, or what have you. So that's what right. we do. Let me ask you a question, Tim. In your space, in your market sector, how many people actually are actually doing this? Because I'm sure there's a heck of a lot of small businesses out there would love to talk to you. 
Well, there are plenty of people who are uh, who, who are trained in what I do. The certified certified turnaround professional designation, which I have earned, uh, is shared by a number of people out there, and and there there really is no end of industry expertise and and no end of specialization and sizes. There are firms that deal with with the smallest end of small businesses there are firms that deal with the largest end of large businesses and really what it comes down to is finding one that you're comfortable with finding one that you can establish a relationship with that you feel hears you and understands your needs as an owner and 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 forging a partnership that way a good turnaround person rather than coming in and throwing everybody to the side will know how to slip into your existing business structure and let the business people run the business and let the turnaround person drive the turnaround you know no no business gets into a a, a state of failure or distress because of some fundamental misunderstanding as to what their business is what happens is circumstances change and they 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 weren't dealt with early enough so the circumstances are now running the show and that's what a good turnaround person does, deals with the distress, lets the business people deal with the business, acts as a partner rather than a usurper. And then when it's done, you give the kid back to the parents and you go home. So you're not like a restaurant impossible, right? That goes in and tears off the walls, pulls up the floors, right? And totally turns the company upside down, right? Yeah, you're coming more on a consulting basis. All, all those shows are, and I do enjoy them, uh, particularly because my, my early career was, was in restaurants. But all those shows are, are, are violent rebrandings. They're not really a turnaround. But in restaurants, sometimes a turnaround requires a rebranding. Restaurants have to rebrand and re rehabilitate and refresh every, few, every number of years. Otherwise, they get stale and they lose their, their cachet and their following. So, so those are not really turnarounds. Turnarounds are much more about cash because cash is the single most important thing for a business, more so for a small business, because a lack of cash flow really does away with any margin for error. You know, it's amazing you say that because you and I probably came up through the school of hard knocks, I would say. You have a very robust education, but the bottom line is you learn by doing, right? That's the OTJ right. on the job training. And we all have had our mentors. And I had a mentor come to me one time and said, you know, Frank, Small business needs to realize two things. One, if you're going to start a small business, you have to be able to forecast revenue. And if you're going to start a small business, you've got to be able to forecast expenses. If you can't do those two things, then you better go outside the box and find somebody who has some wisdom in counsel that's going to show you how to understand, more importantly, comprehend those two aspects and address them. Would you agree with that, Ted? I would. Uh, and, and here's why. Cash hides all problems. So any business, no matter how poorly it's executing on its business plan, can continue to function and not have to do a thing about those problems as long as it has an access to an unending stream of cash. The, the, the flip side of that coin is no business, no matter how well it's executing, can survive if it doesn't have access to cash. If you're not collecting receivables, then you can't pay anything. So, you, and you see this a lot in startups, you see it a lot in the tech industry, a company that seemingly has no reason to exist other than this app that does what 30 other apps do, and yet it has $100 million in venture capital. There is nobody there looking to trim expenses and, and make sure that they have best in class processes internally because they have $100 million, therefore they have no incentive to be doing that on the first day really what happens is they start focusing on that around, you know, around, around the point where they hit $20 million in the bank and there's no end in sight and no new money coming in. So the, the, the key 
is to always realize that your focus has to be on cash. Where is it coming from? How are you spending it? When is it going to come in? Cash is king, my friend. When we were in equities, when the contract was uh, being filtered through by the JDs right at the board table, uh, you took a look at the provision that said recapture provision. You know, that kind of stopped everybody (laughs) at that point because the bottom line is we're going to lay capital out. We want it back. Yeah, we want it back at some point. We want to recapture that initial investment and then basically many times even have a tail on the company if the company ever went public. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 the recapture provision is a fancy way of saying, give me my money back. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Dot com, never going to happen again. You know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, when I was with the equities realm, I was actually introduced to the National Federation of Independent Businesses. I worked with them out of Nashville, Tennessee. And for two years, I used to go back to Washington, go to Nashville. And what was interesting is a few years ago, Ted, I took a look at a report they did from 2008 to 2015, right? They did a survey because they lost almost 300,000 members in that span of time. So they say, wait a minute, let's take a step back and take a look at what's happened to small business. And they discovered that there was a loss of 14.2%. Not of business licenses for at-home businesses, Ted. Brick and mortar. Your butcher, your baker, your candlestick maker, the corner restaurant, okay? The dry cleaner on every corner in America. We have lost 14.2% in 2015. Now let's fast forward to 2022, enter the pandemic for almost now two years. Where do you think that number lies? I don't know what the loss has been there. And and we should, we should talk about this because it's an important driver. First, in terms of small businesses, there are about 31.7 million small businesses in the United States, and they comprise 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S. That's according to the U.S. Small Business Administration. They're the ones who would know. So it is, I think it is an understatement to say that small business drives the American economy. Small business is the American economy. 58.9 million U.S. employees, 47.1% of the private workforce, 40% of the private sector payroll, and 80% of these businesses are non-employers. So you're talking about sole proprietorships, one-person shops. So where do we go with this? The consolidation it can be the result of a number of things. It can be the result of consolidating through acquisition, through merger, through retirement, through people exiting the workforce for some other reason, taking a job with a non-small business or another small business. And so it's important to understand where that 14% contraction comes from and from which segment. Are they employers or not? Are they sole proprietorships or not? Are they the result of mergers? Are they the result of people simply retiring? Are they the result of people dying? Without more information, we don't know. But what we do know is what affects small business affects America. Without a doubt. You know, we're going to be moving to a quick break here, Ted. We talk about a little bit bit of the problems, right? What we need to really kind of focus on are the solutions. And you and I both know that Voice America, which we both know and love here, and why we have our shows flying on this network, have some solutions for small business. Yes? There is an entire network built around people talking about solutions for small businesses, and it's the network we're talking on right now. 
There you go. And we're going to pick it up here after we take this quick break. Hey, you're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kellering live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Let me say that again. That's a website. This is how you get in touch with them. CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. You need to go there if you're a small business, especially if you've got a product or service that you want to get in the zone of one of the biggest market sectors in the country, seniors, seniors represent $3.2 trillion of spending power, and they're going to double in size within the next 20 to 30 years. So if you've got a product or service out there, and you want to get in the midst of one of the biggest buying platforms and folks out there that are looking for what you've got, you need to go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today and get with my good friend, Bill Abbott out there, CEO of California Senior Guide, and he's going to show you how to get the spotlight on your business in that community today. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been mixing it up with Ted Gavin. He is a small business specialist, and that's what we like to bring on this show because we want to bring it all to you, resources, expertise, and, of course, advocacy. So we're going to be right back in two and two with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow.
You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, welcome back. You're on with Frank Hoeing live on Business Buzz. I've been mixing it up with Ted Gavin, who is one of my fellow hosts on Voice America. He hosts a show called Business Disrupted. And let me tell you something. We really have found, I think, the sweet spot, Ted, in the small business community because small business needs marketing, they need communications, and they definitely need advocacy. Would you agree with those three? I would. And 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 really one of the one of the interesting dynamics that's that's coming out here is that there 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 are two big philosophies in how to deal with the existence of other small businesses. And and I see it a lot in my industry. You can you can approach the fact that there are other small businesses out there, some of whom do what you do. And you can say to yourself, well, the world is big enough, plenty big enough for me and other people who do what I do. So I should know them and I should talk to them. And maybe there's something for me to learn in those relationships and those dialogues. And the other approach is to say, you know, every piece of information I have, every piece of knowledge I've gathered along the way should be proprietary. And I'm going to put my elbows out and I'm never going to share information with anybody and their competitors. They're bad. Let's not talk to them. And, and, and you can pretty much separate the world of small business as well as the world of people and professional services, which is where I live, into those two camps. The ones who are generous with information and engaging with the people in their population, including competitors, and realize that there, there are other experiences, there is other knowledge than that which they have, and they can benefit from being open to hearing and receiving that, they're the ones who are going to do better simply because they can paint a bigger picture. They have a better understanding of what's going on 360 degrees. The people who are, who are closing themselves off are going to be limited to the experience that they personally have. And, and I am as guilty of that as anybody. I started at one firm and then the firm that I started in 2012 acquired that firm. So I have literally worked for one professional services firm my entire life. And so it behooves me to surround myself with people who are smarter than I am and who disagree with me and have different experiences because that way I can be sure that I'm getting a more well-rounded perspective on what's going on. And the more small businesses can do that, the better off they'll be. And I think that this type of platform, the Voice America Business platform, provides for an entry into that world of different and, and divergent opinions. You know, Ted, uh, I've been on the air with Voice America now 17 months, okay? I've got almost 70 shows in the can. You told me you just, uh, you're up to celebrating your first year anniversary, right? Celebrated our first year anniversary this past Monday. Outstanding, okay. What attracted you to Voice America? What made you lay it down and say, hey, man, I want to be on the radio and I want to be on Voice America? When the pandemic started, um, you know, sitting at home doing, being absolutely crazy with work um, as people in the turnaround business were because it was a pandemic. I started doing a nightly recap of what was happening in the pandemic. And it started with, you know, a couple of numbers and a couple of charts. And then it turned into sort of a recap and a narrative on what had happened in, in the last 24 hours. 
and that developed an interesting following and people, you know, there, there were a couple of nights when I was just too tired and, and, and wasn't going to start looking at Johns Hopkins COVID site at 11 o'clock at night. So I didn't do it. And, and I got a lot of pushback. People had come to expect it. So it, it built this little community. And I thought, you know, there, there is a community out there for people that are looking for an alternative way of, or a creative way of looking at kind of everyday things that everyone's aware of. Everybody knows about the pandemic, but nobody is necessarily paying attention to interesting stories that are living behind the curtain. And so I started to really enjoy the process of doing that research and getting into the minutia of the unexpected and the unappreciated. And so when Robert Cellino, our, our senior producer, reached out to me about doing a show, I thought, well, this is an interesting opportunity. You know, I, I am a person who lives in the business world for a living, but I hate business help books. I hate business manuals. What I like are war stories. I like it when someone says, let me tell you about this absolutely crazy thing that happened to me at the courthouse last week. You know, those are the things where I find really interesting lessons and can, and, and think there live really compa- compelling narratives. So that's what I decided the show would be. I, and, and so rather than speaking directly to a specific business thing, because I'm in turnarounds, so I can talk about the Purdue Pharma bankruptcy, which we did a few weeks ago, or we can talk about the Neiman Marcus bankruptcy, which we did a year ago. Or, but, but really, I want to look at things that everybody knows about, like politicians running for office, like service dogs, like high stakes poker games. And I want to I look at and I want to invite people who are experts in those fields to a place where they can talk about the things that go on there that the average person doesn't even know exists. So we had Molly Bloom, the subject of the Aaron Sorkin film Molly's Game, on to talk about building her $4 million a year high-stakes poker game. We had the people who we had people who raised service dogs talk about the business of creating these dogs that help so many people, many of whom are disabled veterans. We had people on to talk about what it's like to actually run for political office and how, you know, being a writer and being a political candidate are similar because at the end of the day, you got to sit in the chair and do the work and make the phone calls and write the things. So that's the type of show that I decided I wanted to do. And that's the type of show that we do on business disrupted. You know, Ted, what's interesting is, um, Motivation is a big word, right? I mean, we're sitting in front of these mics today because we've got a motivation to sit here, right? That's right. And I don't look at this many times, you know, as monetarily. And yet, okay, these shows do create an innate value. And what's interesting is when I was with Jeff in Phoenix, when I first put this show together, we got in that big old truck of his, right? And we run down to a sandwich shop. And we're buying sandwiches for everybody at Voice America. And he got back in the cab with me. And Jeff was a very interrelational, very personal guy, right? And he reached over and he put his hand out and he said, Frank, what do you and I want to do together? And I looked at him and I said, I think we want to double your revenues in the next 18 to 24 months and bring small business into this network like never before. And he clasped my hand and we shook, okay? (laughs) That's great. And and that's the kind of guy Jeff was. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't think small business realizes the innate value of what can be built here, you know, in the fact that you own the syndication on your show, you own the distribution, right? And yet when you turn around and you hand that back out to your guests, and if you, even if you have advertisers on there, as long as he doesn't change the copy, that becomes part of his marketing. 
How valuable is that when we're rebroadcasting this show week to week? And then more importantly, you've got it in our roster of shows that you can go back and recapture it. I'm sure you've got that top 10 that you look at every single time you get that stat report and you go, wow, it's amazing how many times people are clicking on that show I did seven months ago. You cannot do that on terrestrial radio. Well, and, and business really is all about leverage. And so even in internet radio, you're talking about leverage at every level of the spectrum. So a, this show, a, either of our shows, we are leveraging the, the, the knowledge of our guests to create an episode that is of value to the viewers. The network is leveraging every individual show to create a platform for content to get, to get listeners. It just, it, it continues up the scale. So you've got to know as a network operator, obviously, how to best leverage your hosts and how to best leverage the content that they are producing for you. As a showrunner, you've got to know how to leverage your schedule, your resources, who you can get on the show, your talent, your guests, and how to leverage that into entertainment value and, and a compelling narrative for your listeners. And from there, it's easy. You, once you attract the listeners and keep them, the, then you can really build something that will exponentially multiply upon itself. The, 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 the reason why I think it speaks so much more effectively to small business is because large businesses are going to do what they're going to do, no matter what the guy in charge is doing. You know, my, my first career was in classical music. I was a symphony orchestra conductor. And when I was learning how to do that, I was told to go find a youth orchestra that wasn't particularly good, had younger players and conduct there, learn to conduct a, a junior youth orchestra. And here's why experienced players, a good orchestra will do what it's going to do. No matter how bad the conductor is, if the conductor doesn't know what he's doing, the orchestra knows how to do it. You know, they've played Beethoven a hundred times. They're going to play it again. So if the guy running, you know, running the show doesn't know what he's doing, or the woman running the show doesn't know what she's doing, the orchestra will fill in the gaps and get it done. But if it's an inexperienced orchestra, lack of leadership (laughs) will, will create a train wreck. And so that's how you learn. You, you learn how to recognize your own train wreck and fill it in by getting better. Large businesses, there is nothing that anybody, anybody here is going to say that is going to cause a large business to say, oh my goodness, we need to completely rethink the thing that we've been doing for the last 30 years because they'll never be able to do that. You got to go through approval channels. You've got to go through boards. You've got to have meetings, a small business, particularly the smaller of the small business can take that gem of information that somebody just casually mentions on a show and say, you know what? I could do that. I should learn more about that. You know, you're hitting on a real, what I consider to be metronome sound right there, okay? Because small businesses out there look at Amazon, eBay, Alibaba, Walmart, Costco as predators. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, they, they, they look at them as predators, whether they are or are not predators is, is a more individualized conversation, but they absolutely look at them as predators. Now, if you take a look at the stock prices over the last 22 months in that realm, right, of the big box stores, you've seen record profits, right? And record stock, you know, uh, going to their stockholders, right? And small business, when we started out at 14.2%, I just got an accurate number that we've lost 22% of our brick and mortar. If I take you to New York, which is on your side of the country, right? 
I mean, if we take a look at Manhattan or we even take a look at New Jersey, I mean, it looks like something out of a Twilight Zone movie, you know, and I'm sure you know, have seen that movie. The bottom line here I'm going is, what do you think what we're doing here can elevate that brand and expand that reach of that small business beyond what he even thinks is achievable by getting on his own radio platform? Getting on an, their own radio platform will, will force them to think in a much larger sphere and it'll, it'll force them to think differently about things that they already are certain that they know. But more importantly, you can discover a lot about what you do and how you do it simply by describing it to a complete stranger. And, and it has to be a complete stranger because someone who knows you knows what you're going to say, but it, describing to the uninitiated what your business does and how your business does it and why your business is great. That is an educational process as much for the speaker as it is for the listener. And if it isn't, then the speaker is not paying good enough attention to what they're saying. So it presents an opportunity for both inflection and also communication. You know, what a business owner knows about what they do and what they can learn by bringing guests on to talk about what the guests do and how that intersects with their small business interests can only increase the, the, the value of their experience. It can only increase their knowledge and being smarter about things simply makes for better business there. You know, I, my wife and I drove through New York city, uh, a week before Christmas and you know, there are sections of the city that are tourist hell, like they always are the week before Christmas. And there are also sections of the city that look a little bit like a post-apocalyptic wasteland because there are a lot of empty storefronts. So what do we do with those? I mean, there are any number of things, you know, healthcare is a persistent problem. Do you knock out three or four empty storefronts and put in an urgent care to relieve some of the pressure on, on hospitals? Do you, do you take those empty spaces and find opportunities for existing businesses that are there to expand? Do you think of a different way to utilize space in a mixed business and residential area that becomes more relevant to the people who are living there, to the residents? There are any number of opportunities and they're far beyond my immediate realm of knowledge, but I know that I'm not going to come up with any solution for any small business sitting in a room by myself, not talking to or listening to anyone. So the, the key is to use a platform like this for communication and for, for harvesting different ideas. And in that exchange of ideas, you find opportunity. You know, Ted, you had never been on radio before, right? Before this? Um, I had done some interviews. I, I, I did a couple hours of interviews on on some nationally uh, on some national radio shows, but other than that, no. This this is my first show. You know, I had been on radio on a different network. That's where Jeff picked me up from, right? And uh, we got this put together. But my question is, you've heard the old saying, right? Being in business for yourself and not by yourself. One of the things that I found about Voice America, which blew my mind was, is that when I signed on, I said, yes and amen, I'll be the host. I wasn't alone, right? We went through that six week, which I affectionately named the gauntlet, you know, <laughs> of going through to have these guys hone and shape and, and mold us, right, into right. the talk show host that we are today. And then we meet with the senior executive producer every single week, right? And he's right. tracking the show. He's looking at our audience numbers. He's looking at our delivery. I mean, 
I don't think it gets any better than that. So uh, what I'm saying to you is, did you find it to be a very interesting transition from what you were doing to what you're doing now with a live radio show? And didn't Voice America make that a very pleasant experience? Well, it was absolutely a pleasant experience. And and, and look, if you're going to recruit people to host radio shows, you've got to make it an easy experience for them. Otherwise, you're 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 going to have a yield problem and a retention problem. So they 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 figured out how to do that well. And they, they do it. Um, it. It was, in many respects, it is not dissimilar to what I've been doing in my in my daily life. You know, I, as as you mentioned in the intro, I've been very active in the American Bankruptcy Institute. I was I, I was I, I was blessed to to be the president of that organization uh, in 2018 and 2019. And part of the path of uh, of of coming through that that organization was speaking on a lot of panels. And so, you know, I'm, I'm used to sitting in front of an audience and, and talking sometimes scripted, sometimes extemporaneously about random things, uh, typically having to do with my work life and the intricacies of the bankruptcy code and fraudulent conveyance law and business distress and all sorts of boring things that no one wants to talk about. But I, I can, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable in front of a, in front of a group of people speaking uh, off the cuff about a wide variety of things. So that wasn't too much of a change. The, the big change for me was having to, you know, plan out who's going to be my guest in three months. <laughs> Don't feel alone on that <laughs> one, okay? <laughs> Ted, we're going to be moving to a quick break here. I'll tell you what, I am so much enjoying this show because in the background of my mind right now, it's almost like Jeff Spinard smiling down on us, okay? Listen, you have been listening to Business Buzz. I've been mixing it up with Ted Gavin of Business Disrupted. He and I have a like mind, a like focus in the fact that we love small business. And that means you are listening audience out there today. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Helling live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by Business Group Resources. If you are a small business out there and you don't know what the R&D tax credit is, which has been ratified since the Reagan administration into now the Biden administration, there is a ton of money sitting out there for you if you have employees, if you are a creative company and you paid taxes, they can go back three years and grab that R&D tax credit from the IRS plus 6% compounded, get this, tax-free interest. When's the last time A, you got interest in the IRS or B, got it tax-free? Are you kidding me? All right. So the bottom line here is, are you tipping the IRS or are you not tipping the IRS? Because if you're tipping the IRS, they have a saying for that in the book of Proverbs in the Bible called a fool. So you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 877-857-6875. Get with my good friend Ken DeBose today because he can show you how to get back money that you're entitled to. And they're getting a million a week back in the hands of small businesses. So pick up that phone, 877-857-6875. Well, I've been mixing it up with Ted Gavin, Business Disrupted. You've been listening to Business Buzz. We're going to be right back in two and two with more buzz for your business on Business Watch. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. 
Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T. TIP.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, welcome back. You're on with Frank Kelly now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the live phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, my live audience, to call in and mix it up with me or my great guest today, Ted Gavin. So pick up that phone right now and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you can be on live on Business Watch right now. Well, I'll tell you what, Ted, you know, I've got three watchwords that I use on this segment of the show called meet, collaborate, and grow. Meet's real simple. You know, if I meet somebody in a Denny's or something like that, do my business plan on a napkin, right? Or something along those lines, or I meet somebody at a seminar. If I can't walk away from that meeting liking somebody, I doubt very seriously I'm going to do business with them. Would you agree with that? I would. And, and you know, I, I approach the world in a similar but but differing fashion. I, I You wouldn't know it from the fact that I've been blathering on for the last 40 minutes. Uh, I am an introvert. And so while, uh, while I will interact with anybody, 
I, you know, afterwards, what I'm reflecting on as I recover from the, 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 the internal stress of being in a room full of people is, okay, you know, who do I remember? What do I remember about people? What are the memorable moments that I'm going to walk away from having been fueled by those memorable moments, despite the exhaustion of working, you know, a room of 500 people? You bet. Memory imprint is definitely a biggie. The second one is collaborate. And that's where you get into the intellectual property, right? That's when you get into the essence, the moxie, the guts of what it takes to have a company, right? It's that differentiation point, right? And you've got your company. I've got mine. What we got to do is we've got to find the fits, right, between us and put together a mechanism that works for both entities. And then the other thing is grow. The days of crutch loans are over. Yeah. Except for maybe ERTC, which I made mention on the show, and I'm doing another show on that next week. But businesses have got to return to profitability. Would you agree with that? Well, if look, the, the IRS would glibly say that if your business doesn't make money, it's a hobby, not a business. And, and, and again, we talked about cash earlier. A company that is unprofitable is eventually going to run out of cash, and then it's going to run out of options. So profitability is absolutely key. Otherwise, this is not a business. It is some other activity that you're using to, to take up your time. Absolutely. Ted, we've been like almost an advertorial for Voice America, you know, <laughs> and the previous copy on this show. But I think it's there for a reason. And the fact that I do believe in my heart of hearts, and I came up with my own three R's, right? Recover, rejuvenate, and return, all right? Recover is that small business had to make some hard decisions when this pandemic hit. I know I did because we got shut in for three months in California away from our medical business, and I got shut out from my customer base, right? So I had to do some retooling. I had to do some rethinking. We had to let go some employees. And basically, we have not the same business platform we had before March 3rd, 2020. Right. But now I take a look at it and I say, what about rejuvenate? Rejuvenate is thinking outside the box, Uh-uh, jumping outside the box, looking back, don't see a box, right? Right. Small businesses have to seriously look at getting involved in the virtual world. And I know you agree with that. Okay. And then the third thing is we got to return to profitability. Absolutely have to return to profitability or you ain't going to be in business, right? Right. And well, and, 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 and that's when, if you're, if you're a large enough small business that you have a bank loan, that's when your bank calls you and says, you know, we really want you to hire one of these firms to get an objective outside opinion. And sometimes one of those firms is mine. So, you know, I, I'm the guy that nobody wants to see on a good day because I work with distressed companies. If you're not distressed, you and I are probably not interacting much. So, you know, no one calls me on prom night, but we are part of a process that restores businesses to profitability or finds a way for them to be successful. And that benefits the people who are most worried about that outcome, which are small business owners and small business employees. Dad, one of the visions that Jeff had that he and I discussed before he left this world, he had a vision and it wasn't my vision. It was something he had on the drawing board like years ago that he wanted to invade the small business community by creating a chamber of commerce network. And all we had to do was find 15 chambers that raised their hand and said, yes and amen, we want to come on board. And he would form that network. Now, we haven't gotten there yet, okay? Mm -hmm. But let me ask you a question. What do you think about the viability of that as using that as an open gate? Bring down the drawbridge and say to the chambers out there, hey, listen, we know you have to retool. We know you have to rethink. We know that you have to reboot. How about this as an alternative? It's an interesting idea. And, and, you know, just like you can't say that all small businesses are the same, 
it's a danger to say that all chambers of commerce are the same. You know, the, the Martha's Vineyard Chamber of Commerce, of which my firm is a member because I happen to live in Chilmark, Massachusetts, you know, we have a, pop, a year-round population of about 15,000 people. So our Chamber of Commerce is drastically different than the Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce or any one of the New York City Chamber of Commerces or Chambers of Commerce, I guess. Um, and so there are opportunities, I think, outside of the major metropolitan area chambers where they are closer to their membership and they are more helping organizations rather than advocacy organizations or political organizations where having a platform like an internet radio network devoted to them and their membership and their content can be a huge force multiplier for their knowledge delivery and knowledge sharing among their members. It becomes a huge member benefit. And essentially what you're doing is you're creating a white label radio network for these chambers. For the larger chambers, there is also the same benefit for them, whether they will realize it or not is secondary. And the degree to which sponsorships will start to creep into content is a, is a different question, but that's largely an editorial question. It doesn't prevent you from doing it. It is simply something to be aware of at the outset. You know, I have three watchwords in the description of the show that are unity, relationship, and the law of reciprocity. I believe that all three of those are absolutely critical for the return of small business to viability in the United States. This type of an approach where we bring in this radio piece, right, could be a very gelling factor along those lines, don't you think? I do. And and I I, I want to I want to maybe quibble with one small aspect around the edges of what you've just said by saying a return to viability we're implying that small businesses are not presently viable and as a group as a monolith small business is very much viable, but the landscape has changed a lot over the pandemic. And so there's a lot of reinvention happening, particularly among the, the, the larger end of small businesses in the retail sector, obviously, but also for the sole proprietorships because they've got to go to work somewhere. And for a long period of time, it was their home office, their kitchen or their bedroom. So a lot of this is recreating what you already do and changing a delivery mechanism for whatever service or whatever product your business makes. And, and in that regard, a communication and collaboration platform, again, it simply increases the amount of information you have at your disposal to make decisions. You know, I, I do a lot of expert witness work, as you mentioned, and a lot of the expert witness work that I do is rebuttal expert reports. So, you know, in a piece of litigation, the defendant will will hire an expert who will come forward with a report that says, "Ah, you know, my my client doesn't know anything." And 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 I will be hired to find a rebuttal for their expert report. That is critiquing the wheel. It is not inventing the wheel. It is a lot harder to invent the wheel than it is to look at somebody else's wheel and say, "Let me tell you the 12 problems with that wheel." We are not and what you're describing here is not inventing the wheel. It is improving an existing wheel. And that can only help small businesses because when you share information, they will realize that they don't have to reinvent the wheel either. They just have to streamline the one that they have. Could it be if we approach chambers and we found chambers that were members of more than one chamber, right? Because if you turn around and you look at companies, especially like in large metropolitan areas, many times that metropolitan area is segmented out. Right here in Orange County, we have Northern Orange County, Central Orange County, Southern Orange County, Coastal Orange County, right? And it's like regional and they all have different personalities. 
Well, some of these companies will belong to multiple chambers sure. in that arena, right? Those could be viable prospects because they definitely, I'm sure, would like to expand their brand, right? Well, that's absolutely right. And, and you know, multi-chamber member companies are probably a nexus for, for communicating about the network as well as gathering information to, that the network can use to make it a better delivery. Agree with you 100%. Let me ask you a question. Do you think small businesses are adequately looking at allocation of marketing dollars right now of their gross sales, or are they pulling their horns in? I think that is a, a really specific decision based on the type of small business, as well as the, the, the nature of the economic climate as it applies to each. There are some that are able to continue to spend madly on marketing and outreach. There are some that are simply hoping for the next phone call. And, and I, I don't think there is a single unified answer for all. I, I think like, like normal life outside of a pandemic, different businesses are spending their money on different things. And sometimes those are good decisions viewed from the outside. And sometimes they are bad decisions viewed from the outside. And, and so really there can't only be one test on whether businesses are investing wisely in their marketing and, and, and pipeline generation. It simply has to be a question. Are you, are you investing in pipeline generation? Agree 100%. Ted, you have been an incredible guest. We got about three minutes to go on the show. Please tell my listening audience out there how to get in touch with you because I'm sure there's a few of them out there that are struggling, you know, that probably could use some wise counsel. Sure. Well, thank you. Well, look, for, for anybody who needs to talk to me about uh, the, the business of, uh, of distressed businesses, if you have questions, you can reach me at uh, contact at disrupted.business. And that's also the address to reach me for our show, Business Disrupted, which airs on Voice America Business Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time. If you have any questions about business distress, feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to answer questions. You can tweet to me at Ted Gavin, T E D G A V I N. You can find the Business Disrupted page on Facebook, also Twitter at B I Z Disrupted. And once again, contact at disrupted.business will get to me, whether you want to talk about business problems or the show or anything that happens to be on your mind at any given time. You know, Ted, the host to host dream of Jess Bernard came to life today. And you're part of it. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out of your valuable schedule to spend this time with me. You are now an official alumni of Business Buzz great. and Business Watch. And if I ever run across in my many travels, a prospect that fits your realm, I assure you, sir, your phone is going to ring. Well, so Frank, I, let's, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's very kind. And it's been a pleasure being here. Well, the most important thing is we got to build a family here in this network. And I think we've had a good beginning today. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you, my listening audience, for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free at 877-3-NOW-BUZ or get with me on my businessbuzz.com website. Well, next week, you do not want to miss this show. I'm bringing on the CEO of Moto Business Solutions, one of my advertisers and sponsors, and we're going to be talking about ERTC, the Employee Retention Tax Credit, which could put hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars back in your business pocket in a short span of time. So 
You need to tune into that show. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.